American Battlefield Trust members have helped save 50,000 acres in 24 states. This land stretches chronologically from the Lexington Green to Appomattox Courthouse and geographically from Minnesota to New Mexico. If you would like to help save America's battlefields, please log on to battlefields.org. Shepherd University's George Tyler Moore Center for the Study of the Civil War and Department of History invite undergraduate students from across the country to come and spend a semester at their historic crossroads in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Their semester-long Civil War experience will immerse a select group of undergraduate students in collaborative learning, interpretive field experiences, digital humanities projects, public history programs, and a war and society approach to military history. For more information, please visit shepherd.edu slash Civil War Semester or contact the George Tyler Moore Center via phone at 304-876-5429. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tattoo Historian Show. My name is John. I am the Tattoo Historian. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you who tunes in week to week to this podcast to make it something special each week. Uh, I would love to have you subscribe, rate, share the podcast. It's been going very well. I've been really enjoying myself with this. And, you know, this week is going to be a little bit different because... We've been talking about military history. We've been talking about women's history. We did a little art history. Now we're going to talk about some tattoo history. Finally getting around to some tattoo stuff. And uh, this one is very special to me because I have my friend Carmen Neeson on this week. And Carmen is related to the great Burt Grimm. And uh, for any of you who do not know who Burt Grimm is in the tattoo world, uh, he basically tattooed from the late 19-teens until about a week or about two weeks before his death. Uh, it, it was an amazing story. He was so influential to so many people. And uh, I tell a story about walking into a tattoo shop in St. Louis and asking for one of his pieces. And uh, that was a really special experience. And we go over that. And Carmen uh, also runs Buzzworthy Tattoo History. So if you go online and look that up, you'll be able to see some great tattoo history. You'll be able to see some of the graves of wonderful tattoo artists from the past and some awesome stories. It's a really great thing to see because it showcases the lineage of the art form. And I love that about the tattoo world. A lot of people respect the history of tattooing and respect the lineage of tattooing, and it really is showcased on Carmen's site. Uh, I'm on Buzzworthy Tattoo History at least once a week, looking at different articles and looking at things that I may have looked at a month ago, and I want to go over it again and and remember some of the things or look at some of the the art. It's just a fantastic medium to use, and I wanted to get Carmen on here because she has become uh, influential as a historian in the in the tattoo world because of her lineage to Burt Grimm. 
Uh, it's one of those things, again, that we go over time and time again. When you have a personal connection to the past, it makes it become more vivid for you. You want to learn more about it. And uh, since it is her family history, it does strike home, literally. So it was great to finally get her on. We've been talking about it for some time. And uh, now, lately, uh, with the news of the passing of the king, uh, Lyle Tuttle, uh, it, it's just it was fitting to do this episode uh, now uh, because uh, Lyle Tuttle was so influential to so many people in the tattoo world and, uh, dare I say, the art world. And it, it's just something that we had to go over after we had talked about Bert and after we had talked about Buzzworthy for a little while. We had to go over the passing of Lyle, and uh, that that was something that was really important for Carmen as well because uh, she had met Lyle, and uh, Lyle would say you know some great things about Bert. So uh, obviously Lyle knew the lineage, and great tattoo artists out there today understand the lineage back to Lyle, back to Bert, back to Charlie Wagner, and we go over that uh, in this episode. So I really hope you enjoy this. This is a different one uh, than what we're used to, but this is what I want to try to do. I want to try to give you new things to think about and new kinds of subjects each week. Uh, So hopefully we'll do it again next week. We'll have something cool and interesting next week, and we'll just keep it up from week to week to week. So without further ado, my friends, I would like to introduce you to Carmen Neeson uh, of Buzzworthy Tattoo History. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tattooed Historian Show. I'm so thankful to have my next guest on. We've been trying to get together and have a phone call for months now, and uh, we finally got around to doing it. Uh, My friends, here is Carmen Neeson. Uh, She is uh, related to one of my favorite tattoo artists of all time, is Burt Grimm. And Carmen, thank you for being on the show. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's I'm a, happy to do it. It's a pleasure having you on here, uh, finally. Um, I'm, I'm just sorry it's taken this long. <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries at all. Uh, Carmen and I had it all set up where we were going to speak at a certain time, and I miscalculated the time. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there watching a, a documentary, and she messaged me, and, and I realized that, oh, I messed up the time change uh, because Carmen's on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast. So, yeah, uh, no, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> it happens. It happens. I'm yeah. so Eastern, I forget what the time zones are. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm here in Yakima, kind of cut off from the world, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carmen, uh, Carmen, let everyone know uh, a little bit about yourself before we get really deep in the weeds here. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I love tattoo history. I think everyone who ever has come across my website, Buzzworthy Tattoo History, can see that. Um, and it was all inspired by my great, great uncle, Bert Grimm. Uh, I would say about 15 years ago, or probably a little before that, I had started doing my family tree. And I just love history anyways. And if you do genealogy, you know, 
that's what it's about. It's the history of everything. <laughs> right. You know, once you start branching off. But anyways, of course, Bert Grimm came to the forefront immediately. Um, I always knew who he was. I met him when I was little, um, heard stories uh, growing up throughout my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just, as soon as I delved into tattoo history, it was, that, it was all over. <laughs> right. That's where I went. You know, I just went with it and I haven't looked back since. So uh, I just try to, and through Bert's eyes at first, but now it's kind of branched off. But it, mm-hmm. definitely he was my inspiration for uh, for that happening. And it just, I've been building up on it for the past 15 years, just uh, making an archive of information, collecting documents, and just making timelines, anything that will help pull the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'd stumbled is... I'd stumbled on Buzzworthy Tattoo History before I knew you, uh, before I knew oh. who you were. And I was like, oh, this is a, a pretty cool site because I think I found something on uh, grave sites originally Mm -hmm. and you had done something on grave sites of tattoo artists right Mm -hmm. and that kind of stems from doing genealogy uh what i would do even before i met my husband and after was just go on road trips and document my family tree Mm -hmm. with uh uh the the grave sites because sometimes you can go to a grave site and find something out that you never would have known if you didn't go there like other family members buried there Mm -hmm. Or whatever, but to me, it's also just kind of in an ironic way. It brings that person to life, even mm-hmm. though you're visiting their gravesite. It just kind of solidifies that they were real. They're not just a name in history. They made a contribution. They they had value, right. you know. So, but I applied all this to tattoo history, and so that is, it's just a way of paying respect to to mm-hmm. people. I think. Right. When did <laughs> so? When, I, oh, I just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so I started that as part of it, documenting tattoo artist graves, mm-hmm. uh, which I had already done with my own family genealogy. I thought, well, there, that uh, tattooing is one big family tree. You know, there's lineages of who taught who, and mm-hmm. it just all interconnects. So I felt that was important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When when did you first get interested in tattooing? Was it through, you know, knowing Bert as a family member, or? Well. I mean, I growing up, I mean, that was just a given. Bert was part of the family. I wasn't, we weren't close to him. He lived in Oregon. I live in San Diego. When I was little, he did live in San Diego, though. And I did go into his tattoo shop. But, you know, he moved away before, uh, I I think I was five. Okay. But he would come back and visit here and there. And my grandma would call him up on the phone every now and then. But uh, that, it was just a given. You don't think about it. And he had already, he was basically semi-retired by then Mm -hmm. and uh but it was just through doing genealogy and hearing all my life the stories from my grandma uh, and her then later when I got into genealogy and contacted some older relatives that were like her cousins and they knew Bert very 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 well Mm -hmm. so I had all these stories and I was just fascinated not just even by his tattooing but by him he was just he was really a quite a character (laughs) um (laughs) Well, here's a story. So my grandpa, when I was little, there's a dish that my grandma made. I absolutely hated it. It was chop suey. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and and one time he just burst out laughing and laughing, and he had tears rolling down his cheeks, and he was, like, dabbing it with his little white hanky, and we couldn't get the story out of him. Finally, when he calmed down, he said he was laughing. He said, well, Uncle Bert used to tell a story about a guy who used to make chop suey out of real worms. <laughs> so fast forward years and years later, and I'm talking to Lyle Tuttle about Bert Grimm, 
And he starts telling me a story of how Bert told him that Elmer Getchell of Norfolk, Virginia, used to make chop suey in the back of his tattoo shop with real maggots. <laughs> wow. So, so my grandpa was telling me this story. He didn't even know it was about another tattoo artist mm -hmm. that Bert told him. And it was applying it to me eating my chop suey that I hated <laughs> or not eating. <laughs> and so I'm just saying how it all just, you know, it connects. Yeah, it all relates. It all, yes. it all goes back to the foundation of of the art, and uh, mm -hmm. and and Bert did it a lot of time in St. Louis. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he ended up there in the late twenties. Yeah, late twenties. Okay, was was he there during he, the war? I think World War One, World War Two. Was he there then? Yes. Oh no, he was like the feature of <laughs> tattooing in St. Louis. There, yeah, he was. Yeah, he. That's really where he, I mean, he had already made a, a name for himself before that, but that's mm -hmm. really how he became well-known, just with all the people at Jefferson Barracks coming through. Um, he was tattooing women, men, of all, and all the different types of military were there. Um, mm -hmm. They had the Army. They even had some Navy personnel and the Air Force. And mm -hmm. just, they, it was just a really big training center with a lot of different people passing through. And he made his mark on a lot of people who traveled all around the world and his name got out there. Um, yeah. You know, similar to Cap Coleman or, you know, something like that where they're putting their mark on people and sending them out to where they end up bumping into each other in all different military cities and overseas and everything. So, yeah. When, when I worked uh, for the St. Louis branch of the Corps of Engineers as an archivist, I think it was before I went out there the first time. Cause I had to, I had to go out every year I think that's when I first found uh, Buzzworthy and I found Bert was because of I wanted to see who the local tattoo artists were where I would be. And, mm, okay. and I think it was that process of like, hey, I want to see where some of these uh, guys and gals were tattooed while they were in St. Louis. And uh, and that's how I think I found Bert the first time was, was that St. Louis mm -hmm. connection. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and his, yeah no, see, and, that is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. I was going to say, that is the period where he made his his big name in tattooing. Really? Even though he had been tattooing for years, mm -hmm. it was just something that pushed him over to the next level, I think, mm. <laughs> being able to. to. Well, he was featured in, a, in a, a, quite a few newspaper articles at that time. And then there was general ones also in, in some of the bigger magazines that were putting him alongside like Charlie Bars, Cap Coleman, uh, people mm. who had already kind of earn their name in tattooing. So I think that he was really proud of that, how many times he was mentioned in newspapers and magazines, and he would brag about that all the time. So <laughs> Yeah, Charlie Bars was like one of his mentors, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Or, yes. or at yeah. least influenced him greatly. Right. I think Charlie Bars was influenced a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, but he, he had a soft spot for Charlie Bars, definitely. Um, mm. George Fosdick as well, and they were lifelong friends. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. he left uh, St. Louis, that's when he went out west, right? Out to. Mm -hmm. out yeah, to but he didn't leave till 1954. He went to the Pike. Uh, mm -hmm. He had been tattooing in San Diego with Painless Nail off and on during the late 40s and early 50s. Okay. Probably what uh, inspired him to go out west. Mm -hmm. He uh, St. Louis had kind of slowed down after the war. They closed down Jefferson Barracks. It wasn't what it once was, and. And just with the post-war slowdown in tattooing, 
Right. And he had had a heart attack, so his health was not the best. His doctor told him he needed to get to a warmer climate. So I think all of those things were factors in him moving out west. Right. Yeah, that that's was the interesting thing that I had found out about him was that uh, there's a lineage now of, of Burt Grimm following in, in the Midwest because of his time in St. Louis before he moves out west. And uh, mm-hmm. and that's why when I when I went into uh, uh, Trader Bulbs in St. Louis and asked for a Burt Grimm piece, they were like, we hardly ever hear this. And, <laughs> and that's odd. Right, right, isn't yeah. it? You know, you think, yeah, yeah, you th- yeah. You so th- that, yeah, Trader Bob's is the remnant of his, of his uh, tattoo shop. I wouldn't say remnant; I just mean physically, but not, not uh, the connectivity, not the lineage. That's that yeah. is definitely the lineage from Bert to them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they and they really, uh, they really treat me well because I think I was the first guy probably to ask that question off the street. <laughs> and they didn't know where that I was, was from or anything. That I'm is like, shocking. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and uh, we just sat down, and they brought the flash book out, and I picked a piece out, and we and we we did it. And uh, it's. And what did you get? <laughs> I got his. Uh, I got one of his tiger heads. Uh, oh yeah. Tattooed okay. on my left elbow, uh, on the side of my elbow, and uh, it has these like. I think it has these bright green eyes or something, and it was like a a really interesting way of of doing the eyes. And I'm like, no, just keep it the same way, and I don't care if people think it's weird looking or whatever today, because you know it's there's more realism today than some for some people. And I'm like, no, keep those wild like green eyes on right. there and make it pop, you know, like he would have. So it was pretty mm-hmm. cool to to also think that you know you travel to a part of the country where someone had tattooed years ago and you got one of their pieces done it's like it's definitely a that is definitely like a St. Louis piece you know mhm no it, yeah Bert is i mean there were other tattooers there but mm-hmm. they never really he was the mainstay tattooer in St. Louis he was the king <laughs> you yeah. know yeah really yeah and then and just you getting that piece and then having Trader Bo- the guys at Trader Bob's do your tattoos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it is, it crosses, it transcends time, you know. Mm-hmm. It brings history full circle over and over again. That's, I think, that's what tattooing is about. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's why I was so attracted to it uh, early on. I don't think I got my first tattoo until I was like 22. Uh, but it just really was like, wow, there's, there's so much lineage here that people just don't look mm-hmm. at because... Uh, it's presented a certain way in popular culture or whatever. It's the, mm-hmm. the hot thing at the mm-hmm. moment, and it's like, well, wait a minute, this has been bigger than that. But there's, yeah, I mean, you know, writing about history is one thing. I mm-hmm. mean, you can really kind of also transcend time and express, convey how things were in a certain time. But I just think tattoos have a really special place in all that, as far as handing down history, lineages, and incorporating it is like a big feedback loop and i don't it's hard to explain unless you are in it i guess (laughs) yeah you gotta be in the club right (laughs) yeah you understand (laughs) yeah i try to uh i i try to but i know that um on on your buzzworrytattoo.com site too you have a lot of tattoo artist uh bios and i remember going through those and just looking at the lineage and the history going back to like charlie wagner and and others obviously who've done things in the Bowery and other in California and Hawaii. Um, other than Bert, you know, is there, are there artists that you just was 
uh, drawn to who who were from a bygone era? I mean, so many. I, it's hard hard to explain, but I, I guess I was kind of explaining that with how you just kind of transcend time and and what amazes me the most rather than any one person like is Wagner more famous is Bert more famous than someone else it to me those guys it doesn't matter if they were the famous ones or the less famous ones the more humble to themselves ones they were working in places like the Bowery uh, the Barbary Coast in San Francisco even Main Street Los Angeles Chicago these are some brutal places <laughs> to be tattooing right I mean, what they, I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to wrap your mind around that they actually conducted business amongst this really kind of motley crew of people. Right. But it wasn't just, but the, the more interesting thing is it wasn't just one facet. There was also a facet of people who were just like tattoos. Uh, maybe even they just thought it was a novelty. They were enthusiasts. They came in. I mean, this was all intermixed in like these, I don't even know. I just call them a gestalt because they're, <laughs> a combination of so many different facets in and like over the top stuff mm -hmm. in one little like compacted into one area mm -hmm. and this is where tattoo i mean not all tattooers some work in their little shack in the woods or i don't know <laughs> maybe you know maybe right, right. Yeah. i'm just saying but just the ones that were in the big city i mean that fascinates me that is that that captures my attention because it doesn't matter who they are they had some kind of hustle to get through that and to pave the way for people today. <laughs> yeah, and if you were an eccentric, you had a place, you know. Mm -hmm. You you had a you had yeah. a group I mean, they, to hang with. Yeah, and it's kind of an iteration of some of the other people who worked in those neighborhoods. They might be a tailor, uh, a saloon keeper, uh, you know, those arcade the arcades. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people might have just led a perfectly family oriented life outside of that. And yet they knew how to handle themselves in this environment. The, the tattoo artists weren't necessarily of the same ilk. They could have been. A lot of them were. Mm -hmm. But they weren't necessarily. And that is what captures my my imagination, I guess, is just that. I mean, it's still like that, too. I mean, right. in the heart of tattooing, it really – it you, there's threads of that. I mean, it will never be like that again probably. But there's still – there's people that really feel that <laughs> that mm – -hmm. uh, that lineage, that, mm -hmm. that thread, that like that, what you have to deal with to be a tattoo artist sometimes is, <laughs> it can be challenging, I guess. I don't know, but it's also, I don't think people who are really love it would give that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard many horror stories and, uh, you know, I've obviously heard great stories and, and all that, but I've heard some horror stories and I'm like, well, you, you stuck it out. You stuck with it. And <laughs> you went through because, all that well, that's what I mean. it's it's all the facets it's not one or the other it's how the it's the whole and so you can't have one without the other <laughs> right right yeah what the, and i think that's oh. how i look at history is like some there's just all these different characters but yet they all have this connectivity all different with all different working in different places um they conducted business the same but differently mm -hmm. and it's just it's a sum of a whole. That's all. <laughs> that That's what matters. It's not just necessarily who's the most famous, mm -hmm. even though I do admire Charlie Wagner and, uh, and Cap Coleman and everybody, of course. But it's just right. it's the greater picture, I guess, that I I find fascinating. Yeah, that how I, they how they fit into the greater picture, I should say. <laughs> right. Yeah. They all have a different piece of the puzzle that comes together. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think if. 
anyone who's into like art history uh, should look at tattoo art as well because the the lineage is there. So it's a known kind of family tree going back to your Mm -hmm. genealogy. And I guess I didn't want to say like to dismiss, I, the parts are just as important as the whole Mm -hmm. and they all, and each person added their value, good Mm -hmm. or bad. Right. Right. (laughs) But, but the whole, that's what it just, that's what those individuals are, what make it fascinating. Not, not any one over the other. Uh, yeah, and, and I'll, the weirdest thing I ever, I never thought of it. I shouldn't say the weirdest thing, but the thing I never thought of was when I first started looking into tattoo history, I didn't realize there were people who strictly collected like shop cards. I had mm-hmm. no idea this was a thing. I've heard of people collecting postcards and stamps and all this. I did not know oh. that there was a thing for collecting business cards. Oh, yeah, I have a whole big binders full <laughs> <laughs> I know. now now i find myself like going into shops and picking up all the cards because i'm like hey maybe in 50 years you know this would be cool well, for me it's just mostly because i was there right and made a connection or something that's that's for me what it's about i mean i understand people just yeah i understand what you're saying yeah so. <laughs> yeah there's a whole different even a, a collecting entity to this uh you know people were hoarding you know old <laughs> old machines and ho- and hoarding all this all the uh old uh acetates and stuff like that it's a whole other archive involved with this whole process mm-hmm. which is really cool yeah. um mm-hmm. if anyone's into archives or anything like that you know this this is a whole different way of archiving history in my opinion uh when you when you can mm-hmm. walk into these oh, no. some of these yeah. places and see the collections it's absolutely amazing yeah Oh no, it's like stepping back in time when you go to a shop that has just lashed out walls and just the way they present whatever artifacts they have. And I mean, it like I, it's it is that iteration of the past coming into the future mm-hmm. for us to see. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. What what has been uh, like the the best part of running Buzzworthy Tattoo History for you? Um, I I mean, I just love the creative process of taking raw i wouldn't call it raw data because that's not how i process it Mm -hmm. but it does start that's the starting point Mm -hmm. but it's just creating something that's meaningful and has value to people who care about it you know Mm -hmm. i could care less if it ever went viral (laughs) (laughs) because then that would kind of defeat the purpose of what it means it's about making uh adding value and contributing in a way that i can right because i had a certain journey through all this and I'm not a tattoo artist, but I do feel very connected with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's my talent. That's my contribution. That if it helps, uh, it makes my day. If I see somebody pick something off that's really like history wise, maybe it connects to their location mm-hmm. or just a certain tattoo artist that they really love or just random where they pick a design or they get an idea to make a sign for their shop or something like that. It's happened here and there. And it's like, Oh, that's what it's for. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, there's oral histories out there and there's all kinds of stuff out there that, that people can listen to or watch or anything like that. And it's just a fascinating lineage. The oral history is even, you know, we're all history is a bias. It doesn't matter. You can get as many facts down as you want, but the oral history, you cannot have something like tattooing without that. <laughs> Right. Because it is about the past on lineages and even 
the tall tales that have been passed on. Mm-hmm. They kind of take on a life of their own through the, the people. You know, like Bert was, it's not like everything he said was a lie, but he certainly embellished his stories. Mm-hmm. And then they, they have taken on a life of their own. And there's no way to know what's true and what isn't. But that in itself becomes part of the history. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. How have you seen uh, basically the field you know, changed since you've been looking at tattoo history and all that. I mean, I remember when you couldn't even tattoo in Boston uh, because it wasn't allowed. Um, how how uh, have you yeah. seen the progression of of the industry through your work? Well, when I first started doing this, it was pretty hit and miss whether someone would talk to me or not because I was not a tattoo artist. Mm. They they were suspicious about why I wanted to know about Bert, even though mm. I'm related to him. <laughs> not wow. everyone, because I also had some very nice people who were very welcoming and inviting, mm-hmm. and that's who I gravitated to, of course. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the information just wasn't as widely shared as it is now. Mm-hmm. I think Facebook was the first to... Uh, social media that really kind of blew that out of the water <laughs> right and then it has pros and cons of course and then instagram same thing i mean and i'm saying this is recent within like the last six to ten years where it just kind of exploded on social media mm-hmm. and then it there's so much oh and then the digitization of newspapers and other kind of documents as far as documenting history it, it's really um easier to find information and mm-hmm. so if people aren't, uh, I don't want to generalize things because it's more complicated than that. But say, like you said, the mainstream pop, pop right. pieces that they write, little fluff pieces, that they're just kind of willy-nilly writing what they found on the internet, mm-hmm. and they don't even verify if it's true or not. And then that gets because it's on a popular medium of some sort, it gets passed on as truth, and and that can be frustrating for many reasons. Mm-hmm. So. But it also invites in a certain element of people that want to jump in on that bandwagon, maybe aren't as respectful as they could be to the people who are actually doing the work and creating the history. And I'm by them that I mean tattooers, right. <laughs> you know, right? It kind of is an abstract. I, it's hard to explain, but because mm-hmm. you don't, but you don't want to generalize that because I mean that there are a lot of like museums who to put a lot of thought and care into their exhibits. Those are becoming more popular nowadays. So mm-hmm. we have exhibitions at museums, a lot on social media, uh, TV. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some of those shows aren't portraying tattooing as uh, as it sh- as it really is. I don't right. know. <laughs> right. So, no, I know so what no, you mean. I have seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of exploded really like exponentially within the last ten years. Right. And and then. There's always this kind of struggle to keep things real. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't make a living by tattooing, mm-hmm. so I don't want to speak for tattoo artists either. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's frustrating on some level, on many levels. <laughs> right. So. Right. Yeah, I, I get that from time to time because people will say, well, uh, you're the tattoo historian, do you tattoo? And I'm like, no, I just, I just collect. I don't. You don't want me to tattoo. I would be lucky if I could draw a <laughs> stick figure on someone. Um, but, but yeah, I totally get the, because when I first started to try to understand a little bit, there was, uh, one or two artists who will go unnamed who didn't want to like talk to me about it because I don't, I don't tattoo. And, mm-hmm. uh, they wondered if I was like trying to get the next TV show or what was going on. And I'm like, no guys, I'm just interested. And, uh, 
yeah, I, I, I can understand that, but you have a better lineage with tattoo history than I do. So uh, I think yeah. I'm, I think I'm the first one in my family to get a tattoo. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah interesting. Yeah. I was told if I got a tattoo, I was going to hell. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know we were that strict. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like warm weather, yeah, so yeah. I'll be fine. Well, yeah, but, and I never, I was so naive. I'm just like, well, I'm just chugging along doing my history. I never paid much mind to people who told me I like wouldn't help me or couldn't help me or whatever. I didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't even, I mean, I guess I understood it, but it didn't, I just kept, I'm, I'm sincere. So I knew what I was doing was not, I wasn't trying to exploit anything. So I didn't really, I just kept doing what I was doing and here I am. Right, so. right. What are your plans uh, for the future? Do you have anything in the works? Any projects you're thinking about doing or well, you're in the process? My Burt book, and I know it's taken a long time, but, you know, I basically, except for some family photos I had to start with mm-hmm. to, in order to illustrate the book, which is very important in tattooing, I've had to, I mean, it's taken me this long to um, build my little modest collection of stuff that will at least allow Burt's legacy to shine visually mm-hmm. because I have plenty of history um, and that's what I've been working on this past few weeks really hard trying to get that done because it's what long overdue and I have been distracted at times mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as getting it put out there but it, I, it's very very important to me because Bert I mean all of this tattoo history doing the research sharing it with people um, mm-hmm. it's opened my life to many opportunities and I just want to make sure that gets done because Bert deserves it and I know everyone's looking forward to it and it has meaning to them because of who he was and how what you know he has I think he was a, one of the important figures in that you know he was his he had a very long career he started in the late 1910s and he was still tattooing two weeks before he died so he wow. was there for like all the ups and downs he passed cross paths with so many people in tattooing and mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it's not going to be definitive because it's just it's too big. It's bigger than that. But people are going to read it and go, wait, but I tattooed with that person who tattooed with that person. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> that's what I, I that's the value I want to add. And yeah. plus, I mean, what he did is, I mean, he was a he was born on a farm. <laughs> they were so poor. And just what he did is in general from that point on with the I guess he had a fourth grade education mm-hmm. and what he accomplished. I mean, he lived his dream. <laughs> that that's right. very inspiring. So I think that's another reason it's important. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree with that, and I I can't wait for it to come out. So, uh, you know, I I want to see this when it comes out, obviously, because you know well, this is important is. to me. You know, <laughs> this is important to me too because of the fact that mm-hmm. you know I've kind of um, grown close to the story of him mm-hmm. through my previous work and and walking in there to the tattoo shop and saying that I strictly want something of his. So it's kind of like a little, you know, uh, a thing that's going to put the icing on the cake, so to speak, for me is to, to see the finished mm-hmm. work. So I'm not going to push you. I'm just saying <laughs> I can't wait oh, to no, read this I, thing. You know, it's going to be great. I've been kind of keeping to myself. And just, right. it's it's a jerk part of it. everything. It doesn't matter if it's taken this long if I got distracted or not. It's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Had to happen. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just, I want to enjoy the process. I don't want to, there, there's no reason not to. That is, that is the whole point of it for right. everybody. Even the finished product, when it gets out there and people, you know, 
whatever there may be critics oh this isn't in there or that's wrong or whatever but mm-hmm. i don't care because i put i'm putting my all into it so. <laughs> right well it's a it's a history book and and you know in the end and there are always going to be you know armchair historians who have have something to say about it that's just the way it is we can't appease everybody oh I, yeah that's fine oh, and it doesn't feedback is good right <laughs> right any feedback is good right i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> uh sure but in the uh, in a few minutes we have left, I think it's only right we bring up Lyle uh, because yes. we just lost Lyle and uh, mm-hmm. Lyle Tuttle passed uh, last last week, and uh, yeah, and uh, I was still in Ontario when I found out. I think it I think it was mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, I was just shocked that that he had passed. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to meet the guy, and I know you have had time with him, and uh, mm-hmm. so I wanted to. Uh, ask you about Lyle and uh you you went and saw his collection didn't you um I never had the chance to go oh, to his I, house I thought you went to the uh, <laughs> oh, yeah I thought you went to the California like the expo he had I did. There. oh yeah yeah okay no oh, no of course yeah there's a lot of people there I'm really glad I went I'm glad that happened for him right um there were so many people there just celebrating his life celebrating tattooing in general mm-hmm. so it was and you know as opposed to like a convention people were able to move freely about and enjoy themselves and and, mm. and do that properly <laughs> so right um and lyle you know you would think you know he's the star of the show right right that he would be unavailable but no he's available for everyone all you know all the time mm. he would he's he was in his element mm-hmm. he deserved that um mm-hmm. uh, he just led a phenomenal life and he i mean it is amazing the impact that he had not on on tattooing and and people and just individuals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because and, he, was... uh, he had he he loved Bert to death. <laughs> really? I mean, he just <laughs> yes, no, that I mean that uh you could just when he would speak about Bert, you could just hear it in his voice that mm. that he said one time that he hoped that he had lived up to uh, I don't know, I don't know the exact wording, but just mm that he made Bert proud, I guess, (laughs) because he did admire Bert. And that is kind of what um, inspired who Lyle Tuttle was. I mean, obviously he had his own journey, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he was very connected to Bert Rim. And that is my connect was my connection to Lyle because uh, just he, the do me doing the history being related to Bert. And then, and that's not all we talked about at all, but Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that Mm -hmm. that was, is uh that was there between us so right yeah that's awesome yeah. that's awesome you had to you got to share some time with him uh mm-hmm. there are a lot yeah, of us I out mean, there he, who wish we did <laughs> yeah no yes you would have i mean just yeah just as a bigger than a larger than life person and that's what he would always say about bert that bert was so larger than life hmm. but that's what he was too so <laughs> oh yeah yeah he'll be missed uh but, yes. but a lot yeah, of us uh sad. a lot of us will never forget what he did for the art and for uh and for other artists and such i mean he's even though i never met him you know you can still read about everything he's done and hear from other people what he did for them and it was just that's why i wanted to meet him was because i'd heard all this stuff about him and the good things he did to help people and it was just like wow this is a genuine person who really loves the craft and i want to meet this guy and uh mm-hmm. you know his heart was in tattooing that I mean, really, it really was. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
it's sorry to see him go, but you know, it's, it's, I'm glad the stories will still be around that, that we can, uh, oh, we yeah. can share and, and the art obviously. Um, but, uh, I, again, I can't wait for this, this Bert book. Uh, and, and I know a few of my listeners have heard me go on about Bert, so <laughs> they're going to be, they'll probably be waiting too. But, uh, any last, any last thoughts, Carmen, before we, uh, before we sign off here? Uh, no, I mean, mm-hmm. I appreciate that you gave me the time to kind of put some of that out there, especially about the Burt book. It's sure. not something that I put like discarded at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. just, uh, um, and no, by no means is Burt the most important person in tattooing. It's just my connection to him. So right. I just, I wanted to say that too, because there right. obviously are a lot of important people who made an impact on tattooing. So Sure. Absolutely. And and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just so glad that we finally got to uh, have you on the uh, have you on the podcast. And um, you know, I just want to thank you for your time and taking it and uh, uh, rebooting your Skype to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, see, you learn something new every day. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So we got some technical stuff done, and we talked about some tattoo yeah. history, and it's great. And uh, I also want to uh, to thank each of you who have have tuned in to this episode. Please uh, subscribe, like, share, uh, and and please get ready for this new Burt Grimm book. So, Carmen, again, thank you so much for being on. Yes, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you all. Take care. Mm-hmm.